Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Church Medicine, a community coming home to Jesus and His Church. For more information about us, visit ChristChurchMedicine.com. Um, for those of you who I haven't met yet, my name is Caitlin. Um, I am the ministry oops, ministry director here at Christ Church. Um, and if you do m- know me, you know that this is not something that I do very often. Um, but I'm very excited because Lent and the liturgical calendar in general, but particularly Lent, have been really important to me in my walk with Christ, and I've grown a lot through them. Uh, Lent in particular has been important to me, even to the point where I've been known to put purple streaks in my hair to match the liturgical color of the season. Um, so Father Scott asked me to share from my experience today as we enter into the season of Lent together. And I'm really excited. So it's great to see all of you, and I hope uh, to see those of you in the live stream soon. Um, many of us are new to this experience of Lent and traveling through the liturgical calendar together. Um, and some of us have done it a lot, but none of us have ever done it in the wake of a nearly year-long pandemic. So I hope that this year, all of us will have something new that we can experience and enter into and get out of uh, this season of Lent. Would you pray with me and for me? Father, we thank you for the riches of your word. We thank you for the riches of our Christian heritage and the church. We pray, Lord, that you would um, be with us tonight. Guide my words, Lord, as we seek to be close with you this evening and throughout the season of Lent. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So what is Lent? Um, As Father Scott led us this uh, evening in the beginning of the service, it says that in the early church, the season of Lent was a preparation uh, for those who were new to the church, new to faith, about to become Christians as they prepared to be baptized. I have a couple big, fun, churchy words for us tonight. So here comes the first one, catechumens. Catechumens was the name for those people who were preparing to be baptized. Um, And they prepared in three stages. Here are a couple more big words for you. The first stage was their catechetical preparation. Catechetical, catechumens, same word. This was their intellectual preparation, learning the doctrines of the church, learning uh, what it was that they were really getting themselves into. Um, And this was meant to prepare them so that they recognized truth, recognized the voice of God, and would be able to defend against pagan philosophers and other untruths that were surrounding them in the world that they lived in. We can use that too. The second phase of their preparation was called ascetic preparation. This was their moral or emotional preparation to guard against uh, the trials of persecution because the early church was experiencing immense pressure uh, to forsake the faith and go do something else instead. So this was a time where they were strengthened through practicing spiritual disciplines and through radical repentance and fasting and turning away from what they were coming from to set their eyes on the path ahead of them. Then the third phase was their sacramental preparation. This is where they learned the practices of life together that would sustain them and nourish them for the journey of faith. This is the final step, and it was so preciously guarded um, that catechumens had to prove that they really knew what they were getting into, they really wanted it, and that they were ready for it at this final stage. 
A great way to think about what Lent was like for these guys was uh, to think of an engagement, a preparation for marriage. We sometimes talk about baptism as like a wedding. So it was a really big deal, and it still is a big deal. You know, when you're baptized, that's a life-changing event that happens in your life. And this is our, this is our heritage. This is our faith. This is still a part of our experience. Our circumstances may be different. We may not be experiencing life-threatening persecutions in 2021 Madison, Wisconsin, but that doesn't make the gospel any less life-changing. I'm going to say that again. We may not experience the same life threat that our early Christians did, but it is still life-changing. The gospel is still a matter of life and death. So many of us are already baptized. Um, So what does this mean for us? Well, on Easter, we will be renewing our baptismal vows. Uh, This is something that the church has always done together with baptisms. And Easter is the most epic time to do it because we enter into the celebration of Jesus' resurrection. We enter into the new life that he gives us. And it is just the biggest party of the church year on Easter. Get excited. It's coming for us, guys. Um, So for us, Lent is a season where we get to take a look at our lives and see if we are truly and earnestly walking with Jesus and to draw a little bit closer to him by making steps in our lives that I will talk about in a second. So how can we, during Lent, prepare intellectually, emotionally, and sacramentally to renew our baptism and celebrate, enter into the joy of Easter? Well, the way we prepare intellectually is by learning about Jesus. We do this a lot. We do this every Sunday when we gather together. We open the Word of God. We hear it read. We hear it preached. Um, We do this in our home groups. We're uh, studying the Gospels together. We do this every weekday in morning prayer. We read the lectionary, which is the series of scriptures that have been set for each day um, that the church around the world prays together. Um, And... So we can also do this individually in our times, our personal times with God, reading the Bible, reading the church fathers and mothers. During the catechetical catechetical stage, um, the catechumens would prepare intellectually so that they knew what they were getting into. This was their intellectual preparation. Um, So what about emotionally? We prepare emotionally by clearing away the things that stand in our way of bonding with Jesus. We, uh, when we are getting close to someone, we're forced to confront the things that keep us apart. This is true in human relationships. It's true with God. Uh, we're forced to confront the ugly, the dark, the disordered things that keep us from drawing close. This can be really uncomfortable. I definitely get insecure uh, when I'm getting close to someone. I think, oh man, if they knew this thing about me, they would reject me. I was recently in a situation where I had a choice like that. I chose to be vulnerable and share something about myself that I was ashamed of um, that was affecting my ability to connect with someone. And when I said those words out loud, I felt so unlovely. I felt so awful. Um, I was convinced that this thing I shared would push that person away. But instead, we ended up becoming closer afterwards. 
after we talked about it more, and after I heard words of acceptance and forgiveness. For them, hiding that part of myself was the thing that was keeping us apart, and it was worse than the thing itself. So after that experience, every expression of desire for continued closeness meant so much more. We acknowledge barriers to remove them in order to get closer. That's why a key part of coming close to God is confessing our sin. Catechumens spent an immense amount of time and energy on purging their lives and turning away from the things that kept them from God, turning away from their old life and preparing for perfect union with Jesus. Our gospel passage, which Josiah read, talks about cultivating a secret place where we're seen by the Father and experience closeness and intimacy with him. Later in today's service, we're going to spend some time confessing our sins and going a little bit deeper than we do on Sundays. We confront the unlovely things about us and feel that, that unloveliness about ourselves in order to receive more fully the love and forgiveness of God. And then after Ash Wednesday, we move forward into Lent and more preparation for closeness with Jesus, aware of being fully known and desired by him. This is a huge part of the passages we'll be meditating on through, on the Sundays throughout the season of Lent. So we prepare intellectually, we prepare emotionally to come close to Jesus. So what does it mean to prepare sacramentally? Well, it means we prepare practically for our life together. I know the word sacramental can be scary sometimes, um, but here's what it meant to the early church and why it's so beautiful and why we love it so much. The church has always believed that the things we do, the stuff we engage with, uh, it matters for how we connect to God. He meets us in really unique ways through the prayers that we pray, through the disciplines we practice, and the sacramental life of the church. Those things actually change us, and they matter. The Isaiah passage that Margaret so beautifully read um, today, for example, talks about practices that bring us closer to God. It talks about fasting, it talks about Sabbath, things that the prophet calls right living. All of these things lead to delighting in the Lord, as Isaiah says. Israel wasn't just being called to change the way they thought or felt about God. They were being invited into a different lifestyle. In our Matthew passage as well, things that Jesus tells us about are extremely practical. This is why the early church was so careful and intentional about this final stage of the preparation for baptism. This is the stage at which catechumens learned the liturgy, the Lord's Prayer, the creeds. And once they were baptized, they received the Eucharist for the first time. Up until that point, they had had to leave the service halfway through and weren't even allowed to stay for the Eucharistic part of the service. It's kind of crazy to think about. Um, and we, we have the same opportunity for those of you who are new to the church, you'll notice that some things are different about our service, both today and in the Sundays during Lent. Our services look and feel a little different, like today we get ashes on our forehead, that's new. Um, and we engage as a community in certain practices that are different, like fasting, like silent retreats, days of Sabbath, stuff like that. All these things are tools that focus us on God, and allow us to bond and connect with him in a deeper way. 
So it's not just intellectual. It's not just emotional or confessional. It's also practical. It's all around life-changing. On Easter, which is, like I said, the biggest party of the church year, we will rejoice in the new life that Jesus gives us by renewing our baptismal vows or being baptized. The implications of this new life are so radical that the early church took a lot of time and care in preparing people for it. Catechumens prepared intellectually, like we said, emotionally and sacramentally before being baptized on Easter in order to become full participants in the life of the church. And as Father Scott also mentioned earlier today, the season of Lent was also a time to reconcile those who had been separated from the church because of notorious sin, uh, which is just a way of saying dramatically falling away from the Christian life so that they could re-enter that fullness of life with Jesus and the church. These folks would publicly renew their baptismal vows at Easter, and we've had uh, that experience in our church as well. So regardless of where you're at in your spiritual journey, I invite you to prepare for a closer union with Jesus this Lent. Pursue knowledge of Jesus through reading the Bible and engaging with the teachings of the church. Pursue intimacy with Jesus through confession and receiving his forgiveness and love for you. And then pursue life-giving practices that enable bonding with Jesus through spiritual disciplines and the sacraments. Each of us has to take our own steps, but we all are on this journey together. Our theme of this season is Lent together. Be encouraged. I know it's really hard during the pandemic to feel connected to each other, but I pray that we all meet Jesus in a deep and beautiful way as we journey on this Lent together. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this invitation into the observance of a holy Lent. Would you strengthen us in our resolve to pursue closeness with you? Would you give us the tools, the encouragement, and the desire to pursue that? Would you meet us, Lord, as we come near to you? We love you, Lord, and we know you love us. We pray for that deep experience of closeness with you this Lent. In the name of Jesus. Amen.